0: You're you're, you're listening to the podcast for
1: all of the news, notes, and breakdowns for your Ohio State Buckeyes. This is Sons of the Shoe with Nick Wilson and Spencer German. Sons of the Shoe is back, and with big news, not only will we be reacting to the college football playoff rankings, we also got to react to the big news of the day, Kyle McCord has entered the transfer portal, and this is right around the time where we found out that Ohio State will also be playing Missouri in one of the balls. I will not even learn the bowl names this year because they're stupid, but getting to the big news of the day, Kyle McCord. Not, It's not we're breaking up with you, Kyle McCord. It's I'm breaking up with you. The classic case of you know you're going to get broke up on, so you do the leave-in first. Well done. That's how you teach the hotter <laughs> ex-Kyle McCord when the hotter person in the relationship is done with you, you don't wait. You don't wait for, for bitter booty. You don't wait for pity sex. No, 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 no. You launch right into those transfer portals on social media apps, and you are on to your next piece of pie. Well done, sir. That's how we do it, Spencer German.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely kind of feels like he he pulled the, the carpet off from underneath them before they could do it to him. But I, I know Ryan Day said yesterday – because. He had his annual, you know, post-Coswell Playoff Rankings press conference. And, hey, we're going to the – peach, or, no, they're going to the uh, the Cotton Bowl. Like, oh, yeah, okay, um, here's what we think about it. Here's what we think about the playoff, all these different things. Um, and he mentioned specifically that they were going to start having conversations with guys, like, that afternoon after they got done with the press conference. And so I'm imagining that maybe they told Kyle McCord, like, hey – bowl game we're going to try to try some other guys give some other guys a look and maybe Kyle kind of knew the writing was on the wall anyway and it kind of transpired that way it's it's hard because the national perspective on McCord is going to be what we're seeing on social media Nick which is the guy threw for over 3,000 yards and 24 touchdowns and only had four interceptions how could they possibly do this like oh the 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 horror of Ohio State forcing this guy out but guys like we're an Ohio state podcast. Like we, I think understand the pulse on this fan base and we understand like that wasn't good enough. Like all due respect to Cam court. I think he's probably, he, he seems like a really good kid. I think he, I don't think he purposely went out and tried to like suck. Like, I think he was trying his damnedest. I think he was obviously playing. He he had some moments that I think will, will live on and that we'll be able to look back on and say, Hey, that, that those are cool. That was great. Um, I think the Notre Dame game stands out. If he had pulled off a, a uh, comeback uh, against Michigan two weeks ago uh, I think that would have been another one but he didn't he wasn't good enough for a program that has the standard that Ohio State has and it's unfortunate that he had to come after the litany of quarterbacks that you had before him where you got JT I'll even go back as far as saying JT Barrett who's an Ohio State legend for everything that he accomplished here but like you got JT Barrett you got Justin Fields you got Dwayne Haskins you got uh, C.J. Strout. Like they, th- these were guys who were setting Big Ten records, Ohio State records, and it just wasn't good enough to get you to the finish line and, and get your ultimate goal, which was beating Michigan and making the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I I, I I, don't think this was really a surprise, even though the national perspective on it is like, oh, how, a Power 5 program that's always in the conversation for a championship is losing its quarterback. Guys, it's it, this was expected. I, I think if if it didn't happen – it would have said more about Ryan Day maybe misreading the situation. So clearly I think the best part of this is that it seems like he had a good read on what this sort of his the, – the outlook for this team was moving forward if they continued with Kyle McCoy.
1: Yeah, I just think like that whole outrage, the outrage machine in college football, and we'll get more onto this when we talk about the the playoff rankings and, and you know, the the finality of the playoff seating here in a couple of moments. But like, by by and large, the, there's just a bunch of stupid outrage from college football <laughs> analysts. And it's so funny because they're thought to be the most rational, but like, guys, it's not insane. You know, it's really not insane that you look at what Kyle McCord actually did on the football field and said, well, I don't care how much we beat Rutgers by. I don't care how much you beat Minnesota by or any of these other teams. And I think when you start to get like, all right, like, I'll be honest with you. I do think Ryan Day struggled with his handling of Kyle McCord. And I think the reason why he struggled is he didn't trust the kid. So, if I'm, if I'm looking at from Ryan Day's angle, he could be the nicest kid in the world. But Marvin Harrison Jr. is the reason he's here, right? Because they were a package deal coming out of high school. And so Marvin Harrison is going off to the NFL. Um, we didn't see enough growth. And, like, maybe the, the injuries, you know, he was pretty banged up by the end of it. Maybe the injuries hinder it. But, like, guys the injuries don't affect your processing ability unless you have some sort of concussion issue. So I I just think, I think it's false outrage. Now I think what's interesting is you've got USC, you've got Oregon, now Ohio state. There are plenty of top tier blue blood programs who have, and will be going into the portal for their next quarterback. And I think that means like, assuming that Kyle's really gone here, get ready for a pretty emotionally turbulent couple weeks here. Cause there's some great names in the portal, but every time you lose one of those guys or every time one of those guys goes elsewhere, you're going to start to feel that heat of, well, who's going to start next year. Yeah. But I, I, before we get to that, I do want to say like, I don't think either Ryan day or Kyle McCord deserves any sort of blame here for this kid going to the portal. Honestly, if it's, if it's because, Ohio State told him, hey, just so you know, we're going to make you either work for the job or we're going to outright replace you. Um, That's transparency that doesn't happen in college football. And if it's him saying, I'm reading the tea leaves here and I'm feeling frozen out or whatever, then the kid's just doing what's best. Like this is, guys, you don't have to like it, but this is college football big business in 2023. And I actually commend both McCord and or the Buckeyes, whoever's actually doing the right thing if it's not both, for doing the right thing he 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 did not deserve a second year unequivocally with no competition with no you know like uh, like this is what should happen because ultimately you saw in the Michigan game and even the Penn State game man he's too rough around the edges and you can't forecast this huge jump into year 2
0: you know, I got I got a lot of people saying that, and and obviously we've talked about it. Like it's it's on day. This was his hand-picked quarterback. All these different things, and and that's 100 right. And but I had somebody somebody said something to me on social media about like, isn't it on day to be some quarterback develop like this 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 massive quarterback developer and get the most out of these guys? And I think that that's true. And I've generally given him the benefit of the doubt on that. But I don't hear anybody also wondering or asking like. Maybe he did get the most out of Kyle McCord. Th- like that—that's kind of my thing. Is I'm not saying Ryan Day is uh, um, exonerated from any blame in how this season played out, but to just simply say like, and and look, if you want to blame him because the Quinn Ewers situation transpired the way it did, him coming to school a year early probably ruined the chance of him staying at Ohio state. And that's why he's at Texas now and all these different things. And so Kyle McCord wasn't technically the air wasn't going to be the heir apparent to CJ shroud in theory. And so it didn't work out. So if you want to blame him for the fact that this is the quarterback he ended up with, and he thought this was going to be good enough, fine. You can do that. But at the same time, like those who were saying like, well, Ryan day should have gotten more out of him. Like this is a failure on his part, guys. I, I wonder if he got the maximum most that you're ever going to get out of Kyle McCord. Like, is he if he goes to West Virginia next year or he goes to Pitt next year or wherever he ends up? Like, are we going to see him put up the same numbers with a weaker receiving group on his team and a coach that doesn't maybe have the the savviness of Ryan Day? At least I think Ryan Day has some savviness. There's questions there, I get it. Like, there's some things he's he's messed up as a head coach. Um, but I, I don't know, like situationally. Um, but I, like, that's that's kind of my thought process is. I think it just ran its course. I, I really do. Like I, I think he gave it a try with Kyle McCord. He wanted to see if he could get the most out of him, and if and with and, and if maybe the talent around him would raise his level of play to a point where we could get through the Big Ten, get to a Big Ten championship, and then on the other side see what we can do in a College Playoff game. And it just it just wasn't enough. So that's kind of the way that I look at it. Where I'm not quite as I still believe that Ryan day is a good quarterback developing coach and we've seen him do it with others. I think the fact that he's no stranger to using the portal um, to get a good quarterback, because they did the exact same thing with Justin Fields and Justin Fields is one of the best quarterbacks in Ohio state history. So I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it can't be done again. Um, and that he's just not, he's an idiot now when it comes to developing quarterbacks, because it didn't work out with Kyle McCord. So I have kind of taken the, a different approach to that.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I hadn't seen uh, Ryan day, get what he got out of Justin Fields and CJ Stroud previously, and by the way, as the offensive play caller, get what he got out of Dwayne Haskins, um, maybe I'd be more inclined to panic. This is, you know, he's been about 75% right now, about 750 with quarterback. So I, I guess in this case, we do have to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I think what's interesting is kind of what you just said there, which is, well, if he goes to, you know, Pitt, or if he goes to uh, West Virginia, I think what's interesting is just to see how other blue blood programs are going to treat him, right? Yeah. Like, think about it. I mean, like, uh, DJ Ui failed out of Clemson, still ended up with a pretty good uh, gig going to Oregon State uh, with Jonathan Smith. He's back in the portal, by the way, since Smith went to Michigan State. But, like, Lincoln Riley's looking for a quarterback. Um Oregon's going to be looking for a quarterback. You wonder are those quarterbacks going to look at Kyle McCord for what he did statistically? Are they going to look at him and say, "Well, okay, he wasn't what they needed last year, but man, another year, we've got similar weapons. We think we have our own Marvin Harrison Jr., which is a stupid thought to have. We we think <laughs> we have our own Abuka, and more importantly, we've got a good offensive line coming back. Maybe let's bring him in here and see what we can do." I I don't, I personally look at him. I'm like, Oh man, it's a great quarterback for Pitt. I look at Kyle McCord. I'm like, man, I'll tell you if North Carolina, um, didn't take Max Johnson already. Great. Eight, nine, 10 win ACC team, NC state, great 10 win ACC team. But I don't know how the rest of the blue bloods are going to look. And I think that's really fascinating. The idea that he could end up at Oklahoma, who Dylan Gabriel just went to the the portal or Oregon. And all of a sudden, like a year from now, the, the narrative could be how could McCord or how could Ryan Day let Kyle McCord get away? Yeah, It, it could easily be, did you see that dude won 11 games with that jabroni quarterback? Because he went to USC
0: and won seven games. You know what I mean? You know uh you know what this is going to be like right it's it's going to be and you we know this very well being in northeast ohio it's going to be Don't do the baker mayfield conversation again that's exactly what it, you know you're disappointed i see the look on your face but you know that's what it's going to be every time he has like a good game half the fan base that maybe still isn't if, if there's any if there's half the fan base that's still in Kyle McCord's corner and they're like well this is totally unfair they're gonna be the ones who are the loudest like oh did you see Kyle McCord put up 400 yards against uh against uh Eastern Illinois yeah yeah like whoever yeah <laughs> Coastal Carolina or something the other that's not fair to Coastal Carolina they've been pretty they've had a pretty Akron no, that's not very nice either There are brethren down the Definitely. street uh but, okay, well, but I'm, it it is accurate about accurate. No <laughs> offense, I'm sure Coach
1: Moorhead's gonna have him going in year three, but they have been booty cheeks.
0: Um, I I, I should be nice. I work there, so that's not fair. I'll say Kent instead. Forget that. I won't. Anyway. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, yeah, it's gonna be that. And then when he's when he's when he's bad, if he has a bad game, the other side's gonna be like, this is why they moved on from comic But really the the best the the easiest way to to have to to eliminate that conversation entirely is just for Ryan Day and company to choose the right successor to Kyle McCord in the transfer portal and uh, the, we the sort of tongue in cheek it wasn't really tongue in cheek but the the fun conversation we had last episode where we were prognosticating like oh which Transfer portal quarterback, Would you potentially won. We both said we really like Michael Pratt. You brought up DJ Uyungole. There's some other names out there that we sort of threw out. That list has now gotten larger. I know I saw uh, Brandon Innes. He tweeted a video of uh, Dante Moore, who was the UCLA quarterback this past year, who was a five-star recruit, their highest recruit ever. He entered the transfer portal over the weekend. And he tweeted out a video of Moore throwing him a touchdown pass in the East-West Shrine game, or whatever the hell it's called, the the high school all-star game they do last year, and said, oh man, good times. And so now everyone's thinking like, oh, they're going to go get Dante Moore. So there's all these different options, and it's all about Ohio State choosing the right guy to now come in and replace McCord. And if they do that, then nobody's going to be worried about what Kyle McCord's doing at wherever michigan state or iowa or Pitt or west virginia who wherever the hell he ends up so here's what i'll
1: say i think it's going to be a really fascinating quarterback year simply because so many blue bloods need a quarterback i you know matt rule throughout the well to get a good to get a great starting quarterback you need one 1.5 2 million dollars this might be the year where there's more great teams looking for great quarterbacks than there are great quarterbacks enter, entering the portal. And I think you could see this. Like, I think one of the cautionary tales of this, if you're Ohio state is like, what if you have to go to like three, four, five million million? I mean, Ohio state's been very open and, and, you know, teary eyed about their NIL was behind a lot of the other big programs in college football. I don't, I'm assuming that's still the case. I don't know, but like, uh Dante by the way I love the Dante Moore idea I love Cam Ward out of Washington State oh yeah DJ DJ U, as we've talked about there are some really I- intriguing talents but like is it going to cost you more than just a quarterback might it also cost you another player it right like it, it, is it going to cost you a quarterback plus a left tackle if all of a sudden these quarterback price
0: tags balloon to three or four million dollars yeah, it's a good point, and I know out of the gate, it sounds like Ohio State maybe wasn't as up to speed with the NIL stuff. I think over the last year, you've heard positive commentary just from people who have been on you know shows locally that we've heard or whatever who have said they started to ramp that up a little bit, and I think that's important. Like I, Anybody who isn't embracing this change, like I understand. Like You get these stories. I brought up Brandon Innes. There was a story written about him last year or within this year about how, oh, he turned down a big NIL deal from another school to go to Ohio State because he wants to be developed. And I think those those stories will still come out. Like there will still be instances where a guy's like, hey, you know what? I really want to go play for Brian Hartline because that guy's pumping out the best wide receiver recruits in the country. So if it means I'm making less money doing it, I'm okay doing that. Ohio State has built that reputation where they have – they now get – they'll get people for both reasons. They'll get people because they want the NIL money but they'll also get people because, well, I think this is a good place for me to be developed. I get national televised games. Look at the look, just look at the NFL and see all the Ohio state guys that are on your screens on Sunday that are thriving at that level. Like the the proof is in the pudding. So they have the luxury of having those guys still come, but you have to be able to embrace the NIL stuff or you're just going to flatly miss out on guys. So um, you're right. Like you wonder where the money kind of adds up and where it all sort of falls. But you're right, there's there's a ton of different quarterback options out there. I think the other part of this conversation, Nick, because McCord is going to overshadow what has been a an eventful couple of days for Ohio State in general with the transfer portal because they've had a number of players who have kind of gone in, in uh, on top of McCord. I know Evan Pryor, who was a, mm-hmm. a big running back recruit in the class of uh, 2021, he entered the portal now – you kind of understand from his perspective, right. He's probably on the wall for him. I don't know if Henderson's coming back, but if he does, like that's going to be your top back. Obviously Chip Traynham's gotten a lot of, uh, a lot of carries. Maya Williams, like he's just kind of low on the depth chart. So his kind of makes some sense. Um, you had an entire year's worth of basically secondary recruits who left. Uh, Kai Stokes was kind of a surprising one. He declared, I think late Sunday, uh, Jair Brown, who actually, Got a lot of he got a decent amount of snaps for being in his first year at Ohio State and was kind of like the next in line to to be a starter on this team. He entered the portal. So there's a number of guys over the last couple of days that have entered. And and I guess my question on this is yes, the McCord one probably more expected from the fan base. And people are now prognosticating and thinking through like who's the who's the option to replace him. And that's probably the most important move that's looming for them. But should it be like, is it worrisome? that Ohio state's losing some guys to the portal. Cause you don't usually see this for Ohio state, but at the same time, it's kind of the nature of the beast at this point in college football.
1: So I think the reason you're seeing them when you're seeing them is the fact they're not in the playoffs. Um, I, I think, I think we've been able to to separate the Michigan panic from the portal exodus every year, because guys aren't usually truly leaving until after your teams have the playoffs. So, I think it's a little close to the window. I honestly, and this is not any disrespect to any one of those players. Cause they're all dudes who came here four star, five star, you know, three stars, like really well heralded players. I would say this. I don't sweat about losing guys to the portal anymore. Like now in fairness, if five more dudes went to the portal today, well, hell, ten guys in the portal. That's what one eighth of the guys you 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 send out on the road. That's a significant amount of your time. But because of where Ohio State is, the ability to reload, the ability to go back yeah. into the portal and basically call their shot, I'm not really
0: that concerned. Yeah. about it. Are you? Uh, my so I'm I'm with you. Like I, there's people who are I think trying to spin the narrative that. Oh well, this is this is alarming. This is unlike Ohio State. Like, what's going on down there? And they're almost treating it as like this is a, the sky is falling. Oh man, Ohio State's at a crossroads. The program could be crumbling beneath that moment. And I'm like, guys, I just don't see it that way. It, like, this just feels like college football in 2023, almost 2024 at this point. Like. Ever since the NCAA kind of had to lax their whole, well if you transfer you have to sit out a year requirement, this has been the way it is. Like you see and, and it's it's not like it's only happening to Ohio State. I mean, we brought up Justin Fields. Justin Fields was a Georgia kid. That tra- that was a Georgia player that transferred to Ohio State. Like the all these programs are losing kids to the transfer portal on a yearly basis. So I'm not going to sit here and like lose my mind and think like, "Oh, Ohio State just can't recruit like they used to. Can't keep guys like they used to." This is just how it is, and and I think it's more so the 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 bigger issue for me for Ohio State is if five years from now they're still not caught up to the times of NIL and adjusting to the transfer portal. Like there's some teams like Dabo, for example. Dabo acts like the transfer portal is like signing a, a one way ticket to hell. Like he's like, oh no, we're we're not going to use the transfer portal. That's not our way. We don't do that here. We're going to stay away from it. Like he swears I, I, it off you like know why
1: i believe in the bible corinthians 2 14 says <laughs> thou ought not use the transfer, the transfer portal, portal yeah. <laughs> and thou ought not cover covet other people's players that's why yeah, yeah clearly exactly. you just got to read Fair. your bible spencer that's yeah what.
0: you know i i did go, I, I am a church boy i grew up going to church all the time but i guess i must that. have missed that one, i missed yeah. that reading yeah yeah they, they never gave us a gospel on that one at church so i don't know the, the um, other
1: corinthians one always
0: gets the love but this is <laughs> this is the one that applies to college football man yeah I gets put on the back burner but yeah i like there's certain programs that swear off the the transfer portal and i think flatly like you just can't and i do and here's the thing here's the reason why i think it's going to be okay because yes you've seen all these names enter but the fact that mccord also entered tells me that ryan day isn't being stubborn here it tells me that they kind of gotten the message across to Kyle mccord that he probably wasn't going to be the starter next year and so they're already embracing the idea that they're going to have to use the portal to find a quarterback for next season. And I think that means they'll also use it to address some of these other needs that they're now going to have as well. So I can't sit here and say and act outraged and, oh, man, it's a tipping point for the, for Ohio State. This could be the beginning of the end for them. They're going to become Texas the last decade where just they're they're treading water and not very good, but they're still a big brand. I, I don't believe that for a second. Like, they're going to be fine, guys. All right, guys, we do have plenty more to react to on this. Of course, Sons
1: of the Shoe podcast. Make sure to follow, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate your patronage. Now, we got to react to the college football playoffs being set, some of the outrage on that. But one national recruiting analyst has two names to watch for the Ohio State starting quarterback job. We'll get to those next right here on Sons of the Shoe with Nick and Spencer.